This morning we read what is at best a difficult passage. One that feels foreign, one that maybe doesn't make sense to you or to me. Um, But one that we should probably remember is in Scripture. Um, One of the things that Jesus is telling us is that faith is a decision we need to make. Faith doesn't get passed down. You make the decision to engage in a life of faith. And with every decision that you make with yourself, I suppose there is a risk. There's a risk that the decision you make might not be the decision that someone who has a vested interest in your life would want for you to make. And so maybe in that way this passage is very familiar. But, but for us, people, even me today with family here, many of you on a row, on a pew with family, for many of us this, this passage is going to feel strange. And so let's approach it with an open mind and with a generous heart and let's remember two things. The ease with which maybe some of us came to faith is, well, it's not like that for everybody. And maybe sometimes we could stand to take our faith a little bit more seriously because God might be calling us to do something that maybe our family doesn't want us to do. And maybe God will do something different in your heart altogether than that. And as long as God does something, I will be grateful and I trust you will be as well. But let's go with an open heart to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12. We'll share verses 49 through 56 as Jesus talks about following him. Jesus says, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided. Three against two, two against three. They will be divided. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He said also to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it's going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky. Why do you not know how to interpret the present time? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm starting to wonder whether my three-year-old decides to follow Jesus around bath time every night. Because for those 30 minutes, it is definitely father divided against son. Maybe there are some parents of teenagers who wonder the same thing. But all of us can step back from the humor of a moment like that and realize that this is not what Jesus is talking about. 
We all have families. We overstate our experience of them most of the time. We love them. We roll our eyes at them. They frustrate us. We frustrate them. Yet in most cases, for most of us, not all of us, but for most of us, the love and support that we receive from our families exceeds anything we could imagine or quantify. And given our gathered community, the fact that Jesus would divide mother against son and daughter against son and, 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 and mother, it just feels foreign, doesn't it? I mean, I can't count all of you that are sitting on pews with your parents, but there's a lot of you today. Enough, so, enough of you are, are, are living that today that it, it caused me to almost just not read this passage from the lectionary, except if you flip over two chapters into Luke 14, Jesus utters, Whoever comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and even life itself cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Jesus is telling us something about faith today. Something about his work in, his, in our world and in our lives. And as best I can tell, it is that to follow him in the way of faith, and to experience the cost of being a disciple of His could, could be something. It might be something that varies greatly from the expectations we might otherwise have had for ourselves or for our family members and for the ways that we might make our way in the world. And that's something we must acknowledge. Of course, it's easy, hopefully, to think back to Jesus and to think about who he was talking to and, and when he was talking and what was going on at the time when he was talking to them. In those days, you were very, very, very much born into a faith. Jesus' disciples were Jews because their parents were Jews. And so to choose to follow Jesus rather than remain in the established Judaism of the day was... Well, it was potentially costly. Following Jesus was a choice that each person had to make on their own. Each disciple made on their own. And it meant they were walking away from something in ways that us choosing to follow Jesus doesn't quite resonate. To follow Jesus, even though his following was growing and he was growing in popularity, to follow him meant leaving the establishment, the order. It meant leaving the temple and the tabernacle and the Pharisees and the Sadducees who wielded tremendous influence in that space and time. So much so that they were buddies with all the politicians who, if you remember right, crucified Jesus. It was a Roman crime to be, or a Roman punishment to be crucified. The Jews didn't crucify people, but they were so tight with the establishment that they got it done. But Jesus says, I come to bring fire. I come to bring a baptism. I, I, I come to bring something that's going to divide 
parents against their children and their in-laws against one another. Because the choice to follow Jesus had very different stakes for them. Maybe even, especially even than it does for us today. Because to follow Jesus meant to go against tradition. It, It meant to go against the power and it meant to, in many cases, go against your family. You left your family and your family's faith to follow Jesus with only the promise that Jesus would walk alongside of you. To follow Jesus meant leaving everything for a new path. And as we all know, when our children make decisions that maybe we wouldn't feel great about, it can cause tension, even if it's a little one. But how does this, following Jesus, then compare with us now? How does this thing that feels so foreign to us, what does it have to do with us? Because many of you here, as I've already acknowledged, are like, well, your lives are kind of like mine. My grandmother was a Baptist from the South. When I sat on the, the, the Grand Old Opry bench in, that they've moved to the Nashville airport and had a goo-goo back in January, I was, I was doing my grandmother's religion. Gospel music and goo-goos in Nashville. That's, that, was, that was her. That was home. So for me to get baptized, to become a minister, was, well, that, that, was, that was normal. The family had converted from their Finnish apostolic Lutheran roots to become Baptist. And for you, it's the same thing. There's three generations on many of these pews here today. For you, this is who you are. This is what you do. This is what the community does. We gather as families who go to church. Jesus, following Jesus is the dominant religious practice for all of us. And so these days we root for our children to follow Jesus. We support them when they want to walk down the aisle. We cheer for them when they get baptized. And when God calls them to do things that are good, we embrace it. We even tweet about it. Because we celebrate that amazing gift. The gift that following Jesus in faith brings us closer to what we dream about for one another rather than dividing us. And so, then what do we do with this again? Maybe two things. Maybe, first, we realize that it's not like this for everybody. And maybe that's the most important thing for us to remember. I I don't know today. But it certainly is important. Because not everybody, everywhere in the world is like being a Baptist in the South. In many countries of the world, if you follow in faith, by faith, if you embrace the faith that walked the Israelites through the Red Sea on dry land, if you follow faith in that way, if your faith is in a resurrected God, 
not just the God of Moses? It's not going to work for you. A Christian in Iran is shunned from his or her family. And it's not just Iran, it's all over the world. Many, many refugees to the U.S. who are vetted because they were persecuted religiously are people who came to faith in Jesus and were shunned by their families, their cultures, the world that they knew. And so to them, a passage like this resonates. That even though I'm divided from my family, I am united with the Lord, and so I follow. And for us, maybe that softens our heart a little bit towards them. Maybe we realize that we have it really good, and others don't. And so we, we just remember that the call is difficult. The path is difficult. And, and the path is, is not the easy path, but it is the only path that Jesus walks. And then to realize from them that if Jesus is leading them down a path, also for us, it's probably fair to remember that, that Jesus rarely leads us down the path of least resistance. I do think there's a lesson here for us from, from Luke 12 and Luke 14, which is Jesus rarely leads us down the path of least resistance. To leave an established faith like the followers of Jesus had to do at the beginning was difficult. And for us to follow faithfully may mean we are led in ways to do things that, well, that may be different from the expectations everybody has for us. Our parents or some parents may want their children to enter in a per, into, into a particular profession, to do a certain kind of thing, to follow in footsteps in a unique or, or set way. But faith leads in different directions. And though we come to faith in settings and in families and environments that cheer us on, we, we do have to acknowledge that sometimes the path of discipleship is the path we must take, not the, parents that, not the path that our parents laid out for us. Even though we were born into a Christian house, even though we were brought to church with generations of family members, even though we were supported and expected to follow Jesus, in our hearts, we have to remember that our faith is ours. My faith is mine and yours is yours. And no one else can be baptized for me. No one else can walk the aisle for me. Which means no one else can follow God faithfully the way that God is leading me. And the way that God is leading you to follow faithfully. And to that end, we must remember and hold with great care the reality that following Jesus the way that he calls us could lead us away from the anticipation, the anticipated expectations that others may have for us. And that will be hard. 
if that happens. Faith does not come easy. Faith doesn't make everything easy. Faith is not the easy path. But what we believe is that faith helps bring goodness. That that faith is the the best place to find joy and hope. And, And faith is how we connect to the deepest purposes that God has for us. And that as we're doing that, we may experience goodness. And as we're doing that, we are promised mostly that God will be with us. I suspect all of us in one way or another are facing something difficult in our lives. We don't need to be divided against our families if we're facing something difficult. But if God is leading us to go somewhere to do something difficult or, or we've pushed back against what we feel like God is calling us to do, it's probably helpful for us to remember that, well, this is kind of what God always does. For everyone throughout time, faith has probably been more difficult than it's been for us. Though we can't live faith as difficultly as they did and no one would want to. The reality is we're, we're promised at best Jesus' presence. We're promised that Jesus will be with us. We may reach points when following Jesus is difficult. We may face situations where we feel like we might have to be divided over our ways that we're being led. But what we must always know and what we can rely on and remember is that if we follow where Jesus leads, he will be with us. If we follow Jesus, the path may not be easier, but it's the good path. Jesus doesn't promise an easy path. It may be one that, in some cases, we're warned experiences some division. But I think that we all believe that if we follow Jesus in faith, that the best way to experience Jesus' promise is to know He's with us, going wherever He leads. And so may we have the courage and have the strength to allow ourselves to follow Jesus where He leads, no matter where it is. And may we be assured that as we go, the Lord will be with us. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for being with us. We give you thanks that even though we may experience difficulties and division, even though we we may face a harder path by following you, we pray, Lord, that you would assure us through the strength of your presence that as we follow, you will be with us, As we follow, you will provide the steps for us. As we follow, you give us strength that we would not otherwise have found possible. And Lord, as we follow, you faithfully make the path clear so that we might know your love and your grace and your strength in unimaginable ways. Thank you, Lord, for hearing this prayer. We offer it in your name. Amen.